Welcome to Zephyr Yoga Inspiration. I offer these podcasts for free, and your support really does make a difference and is appreciated. To make a donation, please click the link in the episode description or visit ZephyrYoga.com. And I want to welcome you, welcome you to practice. Last week, we looked at a simple equation as it is the new year, and we formally usually set a new year's resolution, an intention, but we also just, you know, acknowledge that every time we practice to create more meaning and purpose to our practice, we set an intention of why we came to practice, what we need from our practice, and how to actually manifest that. And there's a simple equation, the intention of your desire plus the intensity of energy you give it must be greater than or equal to your fear base resistance or attachments you know the snooze button (laughs) or i'll do it later so with that formula of setting intentions and giving it this energy we call this prana this vital energy this week i'd like us to open that experience of what we worked with last week in starting over again and where we start over again is the first word and the first sutra of the yoga sutras atta yoga nushasanam now begins the instruction of the practice of yoga so atta now now and now right now we begin again in any given moment it opens up this a possibility of fully being present and practicing yoga in any given situation that on our mat or off our mat we can actually have access to practicing yoga and you know Patanjali with confidence and authority suggests within the yoga sutras there is a very practical format to guide students into the quest to discover the nature of our mind the nature of self and that relationship of consciousness embodied at us leading us towards that path of liberation from whatever is causing us pain and suffering but that ultimate liberation of freedom of the soul being reborn so this path of yoga is to find ways in which we can use our practice to create this heat for positive change we call this tapas this physical energetic heat but also this mental heat of concentration to clear the lens of perception so we can fully be present and engaged with the here and now. So just as a shorthand of the instruction of the practice of yoga, Sutra 246 states that you need two things to practice asana, stira and sukham. Right now, you're in an easy seated position, Sukhasana. You need to experience stira, a certain steadiness, a stability and integrity in form. And then Sukham, which is an ease and a comfort within your asana. So when we practice asana, in every pose, the first intention is to actually create stira and Sukham not more (laughs) dis-ease and instability, but a way in which you can hold the pose with steadiness and you can feel comfortable in that. Then it says in 246 to master asana 
It is that you loosen your effort as you meditate on something specific, becoming more effortless. And in the sutras, in sutra 134 to 139, it gives us a list of things in which we can focus on. So once we've chosen that asana and how to sit in it, we then turn our attention to the first focal point, breath awareness, the inflow and outflow, watching the body breathe in and out. The second focus is watching sensation, the rise and fall, the expansion, contraction, the unfolding of sensation and where it guides the mind to be resting in its body. The next focus is inner luminosity, that light, following the light within you and shedding light as darkness cannot exist. If light is present, we embrace all of our shadow side. We embrace the dysfunction, the dis-ease, the negativity, whatever arises in practice. We shower it with light and connect to this inner light and become these bright, radiant beings. The fourth is to contemplate a stable mind. And we use either deities, we use mantras to be able to stabilize the mind in its body and then the next focal point is actually awakening into that stream of consciousness of the here and now. And in that wakefulness of now, 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 we then, the last suggestion is to um, focus on a one-pointedness of anything that is useful and pleasing. So it's just the way of being able to celebrate whatever arises as an opportunity as a teacher to learn from. So, you as the yogi, you as the adhikara, remembering last week we went through this, is, is, is that you have five essential ingredients that makes you this competent student. The first is that you have shraddha, the sense of faith, the sense of trust that the universe has your back, and that you move forward in trusting in this fullness of presence that is always there, supporting you, exploring life with you. The next essential ingredient is that you have vira, that sense of courage and strength and stamina to persevere through life's greatest challenges, remaining open-hearted and bravely facing what is, trusting that it's gonna be okay and this too shall pass and you'll learn from it, gaining more essential tools to be able to navigate this life more skillfully. The third is shmirti, which is a Sanskrit term for that which is remembered, that you remember the tools to use, bespoking the practice to meet your needs. You remember essentially what is most important to you. What is your intention as you bravely face your practice and whatever comes up as a result of it, you trust that it's going to be okay. The fourth thing is that you experience samadhi. Samadhi on the greater whole is this oneness, wholeness, completeness in which you repose in pure consciousness embodied as you. But on a very practical level, in any given situation, that you connect to that somatic experience of noticing your physical body, and at the same time notice your subtle body, and at the same time notice your mental body, the same time notice the inner world and the outer world, that you are fully present and engaged with this moment as you practice remembering what is most important, bravely facing what is, and connected to that fullness of presence that you can trust and rely on deep within you. The last is prajna, which is 
that light of intelligence that lights your eyes, that lights your mind, that lights your whole embodiment supporting the homeostasis, this light of intelligence that you can rely on. And as you tap into this innate wisdom, this inner teacher we call buddhi, the light of intelligence guides you through this regular devoted practice, learning over and over and over again of how to skillfully use these techniques to navigate your humanity and to find that middle path that is best suited for your dharma, your purpose, and that you kind of show up in that way in which you celebrate that natural joy of being embodied, that you see that this is a gift and a blessing and now you get to practice. Now you get to intimately engage. And this prepares us to take wise action as we shape our lives, that we refine these tools and techniques, that we devote time to prepare us for liberation from that which causes us pain and suffering. Um, you know, so this sense of practice, of actually taking actions and making better choices, this is said to be karma. Karma means action in Sanskrit. Our active, dormant, and potential choices or actions. Karma carries the notion that the fruits of your actions will come back to you, that you cannot escape the consequence of your actions, and that you are a sum total of every choice that you ever made, that you are a sum total of every experience that you've ever had, that right now, you are a sum total of everything that you have experienced. And now, you have an opportunity to practice this intimate relationship and utilizing these tools. So every action, there's a reaction. Every choice, there's a consequence. And your current life is a continuum of your past. And so our objective to practice is to become more mindful or wakeful or awareful of these actions in each moment. We have a choice. We have free will. So we are refining to make better choices to best serve our greater purpose and to fulfill a deeper intention that leads us closer to an understanding of the nature of our minds, the nature of self, and that deep relationship of consciousness embodied as us. So we get that gift. And each day, we get to begin again and choose how we want to actually move forward Remembering these five essential ingredients that you carry with you as the skillful yogi. And that now we get to practice having this intimate relationship with our bodies, energy, and mind, honoring whatever intention for this practice that arises for you this morning to guide you closer towards lasting fulfillment in your life, towards a deeper contentment within, and towards that liberation we seek why we, we study and practice this thing called yoga. So our practice today is going to be a kind of a tantric way of weaving together not only asana, but pranayama and kriya practices to create this desired effect. We're gonna be doing brahmari pranayama, closing your mouth and chanting om, om being that sacred cosmic, cosmic primordial sound of all creation, all in this manifested form, the divine and all mantras, um, 
encapsulating in the sound of ohm, but you're gonna close your mouth to create the most intense vibration, increasing heat as you lengthen the exhale. And this point of doing Brahmari is to really use it as a Kriya to cleanse and purify the lens of your perception on the physical, on the energetic, and on the mental realms in which we unravel those uh, granthis, those physical, psycho-emotional holding patterns, the undigested information we get stored in and we kind of get stuck in. We're trying to direct the sound to open those areas so prana can flow freely, that we can actually use this prana, this vital energy to heal, to inspire ourselves and hopefully transform so we can actually move and conduct wiser actions in our life that are more aligned to our intention, that draws us closer to spirit rather than farther away. And um, so within this, if you feel that you're in a safe place to do this chanting, great. If you don't, mentally do it, and it's just as powerful. So I welcome you to practice. If you would like to continue to practice, find out more information about the topics discussed, or to donate to this podcast, please visit ZephyrYoga.com or follow the link in the episode description. I thank you.